Hello everyone, welcome back to the Galilee podcast and today with me we have a very special guest from Italy, um, Elizabeth. Hey Elizabeth, what's up? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. How long have you been in Italy? I've been in Italy for 14 years now. Yeah, 14 years. Ha, ha. <laughs> it means when I do interviews with people, I say, yeah, two years, three years, four years. This 14 years is, 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 is like, wow. Yeah, it's like all my life, actually almost Mad. half of my more than half of my life because i got here when i was 12 years and so i've used more uh, than half of my life here so basically uh, <laughs> culturally speaking i'm more italian than nigerian I would say. wow um so that, that means you, you didn't pick italy now probably it was it was relocation or stuff like that yeah i didn't get to choose i had to just follow my my parents who wanted me to relocate over here so that means that means you miss Nigeria because you're part of the people that will be that will be missing Nigeria now. People that have not been in Nigeria for a while, that have not seen Buhari. Obviously, I'm missing Nigeria because I still I'm still tied to my motherland, of course, and I still have relatives. I still have, you know, some family members. So definitely missing my my country, Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it is it, it's normal from people that, that are there and that have been there for long because if you're, if you're here, you there's nothing to I don't think there's anything to me. So, <laughs> so um, I wanted to ask how, 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 how is the life in how is the life in Italy? Mm. <laughs> what should I say? Um, well, just like any other country, we have our ups and downs here too, but generally, I can complain. Because I know compared to maybe other people, I'm blessed. And I can say I'm a little bit privileged. So I would say not bad overall. How is the life like to an immigrant to like a Nigerian like yourself? How is the life? How how is it treating you that is just getting there that that wasn't born there? No. <laughs> That's big and a very generic question. So I didn't know how you want me to reply this? Do you want me to really go back to time, like start from when I first got here? Let me just say, when I got here at the age of 12, I I had a, I had a family that was waiting for me here, right? So I was welcomed and hosted by them. But then along the line, uh, I was already late for school because I arrived here like October and school here start September so I was already one month late and uh, also the school system here goes by age so for my age which was at that time 12 I was supposed to be in like GSS 3 even though in Nigeria you'll be like in SS1 because I had written my junior work so I was ready to go to SS1 in Nigeria but for the fact that I came here and um, school the school system goes with age I was to go to GSS 3, but they said because of the um, language barrier, I wouldn't have made it um, in time for their junior WIAC exam, something equivalent, not really junior WIAC. So they took me back to GSS 2. <laughs> so I had to like repeat two years 
you know, I was like two years behind in terms of education. So then I started. First day, first impression of school, <laughs> everything was awkward. I didn't understand anything because I didn't take any course earlier in Nigeria, any Italian um, language course. I only learned the numbers from one to 10, not even the alphabet. So I knew nothing when it comes to the Italian language. So my lectures then were word to me, my classmates, I couldn't relate to any one of them. I only had my sister in the class with me. And um, then the, 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 the teacher said, we shouldn't be sitting next to each other. So they separated me and <laughs> it, got, it got to a point. I was so clueless of where I was, what was happening to me. So. I couldn't follow because I didn't understand anything. The, uh, the, the lectures obviously were in Italian, so I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. And I remember that day when we got back home and my dad asked me how was class, my sister told him that I fell asleep because I, <laughs> I didn't understand anything, right? So um, then, then taught to some years after, of course, uh, when it comes to making friends and relating with people, my classmates then didn't feel so comfortable relating with me immediately uh, because I was strange to them. I was just coming from another country like any other person, not because it was me, not because I was coming from Nigeria, but they did that basically to any uh, migrant coming from another country to like join the, a, a new class or a new school. So they don't know you. They don't get closer to you immediately. They try to like... Um, throw shades at you sometimes so sometimes I got bullied uh sometimes I got um skin color shame I got there were a lot of things I went through but um I also have this thing that I have a strong character so I was able to earn respect for myself because I I was able to show them that I was able to show them respect and I as well asked for respect in return so that was how I scaled through and uh, academically speaking, I was buoyant. And there is something about the the white people when they see that you are brilliant, you are buoyant, maybe in sports or academically, they try to get closer to you. Like the white people, not only Italians, it's common to white people, especially in the school environment when they see that you are buoyant, maybe in sport or in some particular subject, they will try to get closer to you because of what they can gain from you. So it's not them getting close to you because they want to know you naturally for who you are, but it's because you are good at something and they feel that they can get something for you, they can learn from you. So that was how I started getting friends and that was how people started moving closer to me because I was very good in English language. And uh, when we had English tests, people want to come closer to me because they would want to copy my paper <laughs> and they would ask me for help when it comes to preparation for English, English tests. So, well, to cut the story short, basically that was what characterized my initial stay here in this country. There were a lot of ups and downs. It was a struggle learning the language. I got bullied quite a lot of times initially. But it got, it got to a point, you know, it got to a turning point. I was like, no, I can't keep going on like this. I want to be able to leave this country or live in this country as if I were in Nigeria because I want to enjoy it. If it's a country I will be 
I'll be staying in for a long time. So yeah. What about the issues of like racism in in Italy? How how high is it? There's a lot going on. There has been a lot going on from the from from the <laughs> from time from from a very long time ago. Uh, from the times of when my dad arrived here, like when the first generation, because I believe my dad, aside the slaves or people that came here a very long time ago, like my dad, I would say is the first generation and it's the people who came around that time, that the first generation of Blacks, of Africans in Italy. So we are the second generation. And right from the time when he got here, there has been a lot of discrimination when it comes to the black people, when it comes to any culture or any skin color that is different from theirs, because the white people have this thing, right? It's very easy for them to detect who is different from them because number one, they will, they will see, they will listen to the way you speak, even though you're, they don't see you or you're speaking over phone, there is something that will make them understand that you are not native, right? And also when they see you, uh, they, auto they automatically, you know, like shade you, they, 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 they push you aside because you are not a native. And um, coming, that, that's the first generation. So by so doing the integration into the society, integration into the workforce um, was kind of difficult for our parents then because um, they, they not only had to learn the language, they also had to integrate with the Italians. So they had to like leave the African, leave the Nigerian community that they were holding on to then and try to mingle with the Italians so that they could get better opportunities so that they could get um, integrated into the society. Um, so what can, what I can really say differs then from now is that now the Italians get to see our faces more. They, they are aware that we are in this country, so they can't neglect the fact that we are here and we are present, right? So they, they, have, they have seen a lot of Black people, a lot of migrants throughout the years. So, and they've, let's say they've come to, and let's say 65% of acceptance that these people are here and they are here for probably a very long time. Okay, they'll be here for probably a very long time. Uh, but when it gets, when situations escalate, the first thing you hear an Italian say, or the first insult an Italian will give is like, go back to your, go back to your country, go back, you Negro, go back to your father's land. What are you doing here? Uh, why place if you cannot abide to our rules? Uh, wow. If you cannot abide to our culture, why are you here? You guys are contaminating our society. You are stealing our jobs. You are getting, uh, yeah, you are stealing our jobs. You are not paying taxes. Uh, you are getting the benefits that the, the Italians ought to get. There are many Italian beggars under the streets begging for alms. Why there are a lot of uh, migrants in um, employed. Meanwhile, the Italian citizens themselves, like, 15% of them are unemployed. And that is because you guys are taking the taking over the workforce and you guys are stealing our jobs. And basically, if um, someone listens to their own side of the story, you think, oh, they are the victims. Oh, 
uh, poor them. We actually came to steal their, their jobs. We actually came to invade their country. But that is not the case because initially for the, the way the Italian law is so strict, it was so difficult to come into this country at first. Is that you were coming here for visiting purposes or you were coming here for study purposes? There, was, there wasn't an in-between situation, right? And uh, there wasn't... Um, now you have a lot of legal uh, immigrants, they come here via yeah. sea, you know, through a lot of uh, illegal routes, but it wasn't like that then. Is that you come here by plane or you come here to visit because someone invited you or you you come here for maybe um, for medical assistance, right? So, yeah. but as time, as time goes on, um, a lot of people started trooping in and probably people who are as asylum seekers who are refugees they are fleeing from something that is persecuting them in their country so they don't they don't see this they don't understand this they tend to like generalize on everyone and they think everyone every black they see is a refugee every black they see come to comes to this country uh, to steal their food to collect money from their government blah blah, yeah, their blah. Jobs and, and whereas the European Union, because the Italian government has adhered to aiding um, illegal uh, migrants, the refugees, because the Italian government has adhered to help them, the Italian government is fully funded by the European Union to help these asylum seekers. So why are they complaining that we are stealing whatever, whatever from them? I don't know. So me, for example, I'm a legal migrant. I didn't come here by sea or anything. And I'm not trying to show, uh, throw shades as, at those who came here that way. But I also put myself in their shoes. And I think if there is really war, a situation of war in my country, and I get the opportunity to flee to a better place, and the country um, welcomes me, receives me because they can receive me, because you get to some borders in some countries, they won't let you in because it's against their law. Because they won't let you in. They don't yeah. let illegal migrants in just like... But here in Italy, they receive these refugees, but they end up treating them in a very dishuman form. You go to the refugee camps, you see these people living in so... in unhealthy conditions. They don't... They don't even eat. They eat maybe one meal per day. They force them wow. to work, and they don't even give them. Um, they don't. They don't give them uh, the right um, education for them to get integrated into society. So just leave them there and uh, want to use them to work in their tomato in their pomodoro um, fields, you know, so that they can uh, they can pay less to the employees so you see from from their side of the from their side of the story you think they are the victims but listen yeah. to a refugee that came here and let the refugee tell you is our story you know is a thing if a country closes its borders you know that you can't have your way in but if the borders yeah. are open there is a reason right yeah so basically that is what we go through every day and oh, uh, yesterday actually yeah. The city where I stay in, um, there was there was a video that went viral just yesterday because um, a group of young people, they happen to be teenagers, 
people, I'm talking about 15, 16 years old, they were attacked physically and uh, verbally abused by the authorities. And I'm not talking about mere Italians, authorities, because they were outside the McDonald's, they were eating as early as 6 a.m. in the morning. And they started like making noise and disturbing the neighborhood slightly. So what did the Italian authorities do? They were, they were like parading around for security reasons. So they pulled, they pulled up and they started uh, beating these young kids with sticks, with their rods, you know, the police rod, right? In, uh, yeah. You call it Pondo <laughs> in Yoruba language. Exactly. So they were beating them and normally here in this country, if parents dare to abuse their children, is a thing that a child can go and report the parents to the authorities that, look, my parents are abusing me. So imagine the, it's the authorities now abusing a group of minors, not even 18 years old uh, youth, like 15, 16 years old guys. They were beating wow. them for no reason, just for making noise. Not that they were breaking bottles or they were doing nuisance. They were just like raising their voices and maybe probably disturbing the, the neighborhood. So the video went viral and people are asking for justice. They were like, we should raise our voices, which is something like what happened during the NSAS, you know, protest, something like that. So the situation is really escalating and we are hoping um, for justice the comes out of it. Yeah. So um, these issues of these issues of racism, you mean it's still like active over there? It's very very active. It's active not only in schools. It's active not only in everyday life. Actually, like you can let me let me give you a a case scenario. So I'm in a bus. Um, I'm in a bus. I'm sitting down already because I I I got my seat earlier, right? And so there's a space next to me. If an Italian should come in at the next stop, the, the Italian would prefer to stand rather than sitting next to me. So that is how bad it still is. He will stand rather than sit next to me. So huh. what can, not all of them, like some of the majority, I would say, majority. So except like you are dressing very well, you're dressing posh, you're dressed up cute, uh, you dress like them, basically. So you can't wear Ankara and expect an Italian to sit comfortably next to you. They will look at your face twice before they sit next oh. to you. So it is that bad. And they don't do it only for the Black people. They also do it to uh, the Black Americans, uh, the, the Latinos. Anybody that they recognize as non-Italian, they will try to prove to you that this country is not yours. This country doesn't belong to you. And yeah. so there are a lot of stereotypes, like the Marocinos here, they are, they are known to the Italian as thieves, to be thieves, okay? The black people, they are known to be drug dealers, especially we Nigerians, they're known to be drug dealers, they're known to be um, violent people, right? Yeah, I get, I get. Yeah, exactly. Then, then let me see, the, this black, the Latinos, they are known to be, um, they are known to, yeah, to be drug drug addicts. Let me just put it like that. They are known to be mafiosi. So for every uh, country, there's always a stereotype that the Italian has placed on people just not to, just for them not to be accepted. 
you know, they carry these stereotypes around and they don't need to talk sometimes. When they see you, the look on their face says it all. So it only takes, it only takes you as an individual, like proving yourself wherever you are in whatever setting you are, proving yourself and proving, um, proving them wrong that look, I'm not the kind of person you are painting me to be. So that means you, you always have to continuously prove yourself in that kind of situation. Yes, yes. Wow. Place of work, even at your place of work. Like imagine my place of work now. I am the only black, and I am a lady for that matter. So you can imagine two, two, (laughs) two (laughs) lethal combinations. Okay. So I'm black. I'm, I'm black, and I'm a lady. So anytime, like. Anytime I try to raise my voice a little bit than usual, they'll say I'm the typical angry black woman. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's too far. Why am I shouting? Why am I raising my voice? I'm exaggerating. Because it happened one day. It happened one day that I got angry at work because I was being treated the way not even my parents would treat me. Okay, I received a I received a a death threat at work by one of the co-workers. Wow. And I told the person, I said, look, I'm going to I'm not going to think twice before I report you to the authorities. And I'm going to do that. And you know what my boss told me was like, is it that you choose your work or you choose um, reporting this person to the authorities? Because I won't let as as part of my team, I don't want anyone in this place to lose his or her work because of something like this, because of you. Imagine. I was being told oh. that. So I was basically told to keep shut. So the reason, the main reason why I let that go is because I also got like I I, I got to reason with um, with my partner as well, and like the person, my partner told me to like calm down and give the person a second chance. And also because I'm a Christian, I have a forgiving spirit, so I gave the person a second chance. But otherwise, I would have reported the person to the authorities, get the person arrested. But, but how? Then, how does yeah. he? Oh, okay, okay, continue. But you you understand that you understand that kind of thing. You know, imagine so imagine. Imagine it's the other way around. Imagine someone, at, an, an Italian at my place of work, receiving a death threat from a black person. How, how do you think they would paint that? What do you think they would do about that? Wouldn't they kick the first thing with immediate effect? They would kick me. They would kick me out of the workplace. They'll get me laid off immediately before reporting me to the authorities. So you can imagine. Wow. Um, how, how does the, or how do the authorities, how do they treat these cases of when a black person reports for being probably assaulted by an Italian? I've, I've heard about a lot of stories, though I haven't done it, I haven't reported anyone to the authorities because of something like this. But first and foremost, they won't take you seriously, or they will, re- they will take the report of your case and they won't get back to you so they are doing basically nothing about it so they will completely ignore it they won't take you seriously so let me give you another case scenario 
there was a video I watched like a few years ago. There were two black people fighting themselves, like they were breaking bottles on their head. They were almost killing themselves. And guess what? The police was around. You say, good, perfect. The police is around, so they would take control. The police was parading. They were parading and they were doing nothing about two black people almost killing themselves in broad daylight in the park. But, but if it were to be a black and a white person fighting, they will quickly take the defense of the white person and they will start pulling the black person, get him or her arrested without even hearing his or side of the story. So that is how it is. Although I haven't had <laughs> the, 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 the opportunity. The experience. Of, yeah, the experience of reporting a case like that to the police so i don't know how they would be maybe they would probably treat my case differently i'm not sure but from stories i've heard they basically don't do anything about it. there there have been cases of black people killed by white troop of guys and uh, the story will just die down like that you will ask for justice for a very long time and they won't anything about it because here their process of justice takes forever so the case will be ongoing ongoing until people get tired of going to the police or appearing at court every every month and they'll just let the case die down like that so um if this is the case um so you what what now what are not the good parts of coming to italy why would people still go there if it's this bad is there is there anything to gain is it is it something that attracts coming to Italy? Is there any good part of it? Honestly, if I were to make, at my age now, if I were to be in Nigeria and I had the chance to come to Europe, I would, of course, make my research well and probably I wouldn't choose Italy as my <laughs> as my number one country to come and stay, right? So I would choose otherwise. But at that time, when I had to come here, I was very young. I didn't have the choice, right? So it was a family reunion. I had to come and live here. Uh, I wouldn't say I was forced. I wasn't forced, but I had to come here. At that time, I saw it as a better opportunity. And it was initially so. Is that, number one, um, the situation of the world generally has, has only been getting worse. So it is a general thing, number one. And number two, um the the political system is not that it's not that good there is corruption everywhere um so if i were to choose right now if i had the opportunity to leave nigeria to come abroad i wouldn't choose italy as my first country but the good part of this country not that everything is bad here you know anywhere you are even we citizens in nigeria we are not uh the country is not bad uh, the country is not good, sorry. So, uh, but there are still people that want to stay because a survey was done and uh, there are people that no matter how bad the country is, they still want to stay. They still have an attachment to it, right? So the same thing here, the, Italy has become a part of me and until I feel the need, the necessity to leave, I may not still leave. And if I'm going to leave, I want to leave for better I don't want to leave and go back to a country where I had, where I'm going to have yeah. less than what I have now, right? Yeah. So, what are the good of being in Italy? 
So number one, uh, the education. The education uh, until like, until the end of high school, I can say is free because we have public schools that are the equivalent of private schools in Nigeria. So you get the best, uh, you get the best education, okay? In public schools, yes. So you can actually have the right to good schooling until you finish your senior secondary school. And if you have the money, if your parents are rich enough, you can go to university. And universities here also are not that expensive because they are public universities. So you just with the token of, let's say, 100 euros or 200 euros, you get enrolled and uh, just <laughs> you struggle with handouts and until you are through, right? So then you have the private um, universities, but Italians themselves, they go to public universities, which are very much accessible to everyone. So the education here is okay. I know of a Canadian, I know of other European um, or American students that have left their continents to come to uh, Italy or any other European uh, country to study. So the education here is great. Also the health system, I've never had um i've never needed to like go um out of emergency to to the hospital for treatment but operations here are free if you are sick if you are ill anything at all go to the hospital and you receive free treatment if you are poor and you can't afford drugs they are going to give you um, drugs for free even to international students international students so far they pay their insurance, health insurance taxes. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the token. Uh, health, the health here is free for everyone. So um, you don't need to pay that much for treatment. And also, what can I say? There are a lot of, <laughs> the, the Italian food is good, right? The Italian food is good. I can't say it's better than Nigerian, but the Italian yeah. food is good. And the Italian yeah, generally is known to be one of the best in the world. And I've seen um, Nigerians adopting and welcoming Italian restaurants also. So the Italian food is top notch. And there are a lot of beautiful places you can visit, you can stay here. It's the environment basically, and well, the cold. Um, I'm not a heat person. I thought I used to I used to be when I was in Nigeria, but I'm a cold person. So um the freshness of the cold. So that's that's part of it. <laughs> but yeah, and the opportunities that you get. Um in Nigeria, you know, there is uh, tribalism and sometimes favoritism. Here, aside the racism, when you are really performing well, you are buoyant in what you do. They, it's difficult for them to to neglect that you deserve something. So there is meritocracy. If you deserve it, they will give you. They may frown their face a bit, but they will give you. You understand? So it's not like it's not like Nigeria. You, st you struggle, struggle, struggle. You go to school, go to school, go to school. You you visit all the offices in the in Lagos, and no one will employ you because there is no job here. There are jobs if you look for, if you are patient enough. So somehow, somehow. We still survive. So in terms of like opportunities, it's 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 almost equal if you merit it, right? Yeah, yeah, almost, <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. 
you have to really perform well. I remember that was the reason why, like, my my dad was hard on his children when we were when we we're still schooling. It would be like, you guys should not get anything below this mark. I want you guys to be buoyant. So for that reason, we restrict our movements. It would be like no going out, no visiting friends. Just read, 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 read because I want you to be the best. And as I got to a point, we got furious. We're like, what is all this thing at home and reading? So we confronted him and he told us that is basically because um, he has seen it. He has seen it himself, and the Italians will, won't look at you if your marks are basically like any other Italian. So if your grades are good, they are even better. They will be like, mm, there is something in this guy, even though he's black, that I want. You know, I want him to come and work in my company because his grades are higher, and uh, he's probably going to perform well at work. So yeah. Yeah, um, so just before we round up, um, I wanted to ask you what it is as because you have obviously seen you have seen Nigerians in Italy, the ones that just landed and the ones that have been there for a while and stuff. So I would ask what you think what do you think we should know before we come, before anybody after listening to this podcast decides to come because I see no reason why I would, <laughs> I would come. But um what as Nigerians and and all, or as Africans, what do you think? What do you think we should know before we before we come? What are the things we should consider before coming to Italy? Uh-huh. Uh, so my advice here will not only apply to anyone coming to Italy. To basically apply, should apply to. I said my advice here would. Yeah basically not apply to anyone trying to come to Italy, but anyone trying to like um, change countries generally, like if you want to come, if you want to come abroad, not necessarily Italy, any other place. So I would say, number one, make your research well. Make your research very, very well. So because up to today, I still ask my dad, why did you choose Italy? Why didn't you choose the UK? Yeah, English speaking country. Why didn't you go to Canada? Yeah. There's like then he didn't have the choice. Then it was easier for him to get to Italy, to come to Italy than to go to any other country. Blah, 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 blah. So probably he made his research. And for him, then it was more favorable to come to Italy than to go to any other country. So I would say number one, make your research very, very well know what you are going to encounter anywhere you are going to anywhere you're expatriating to make your research know the political system know the economical system know what the social system is like the health system the ups and the downs of the of the country don't let anyone just don't believe anyone that tells you oh this country is good ever since i got here i've been given a new work or i came here to give birth and the 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 government has been paying me child's allowance ever since i gave birth to my children i'm collecting so 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 and so euros on uh, each child that i give birth to don't let them fool you into telling you their own side of the story or the the good parts of the country alone if you have people of reference, tell them to tell you the bad sides also, the challenging sides of the country they are in, if that is your place of interest. 
So know the ups and the downs of wherever you are going to and make comparisons. Make comparisons like statistically, take numbers, numbers and make comparisons of different countries. Scale them based on what your exigency is. Scale these comparisons and see and make sure that your uh, the advantages for you are more than the disadvantages. If the disadvantages are more than the advantages, forget it. Because no matter what, it's still better to be stranded in your home country than to be stranded abroad. They will kick you out. They won't think twice before they expatriate you. If you do anyhow, they won't think twice before sending you back to your home country. It has happened a lot. You can't just come here and do anyhow. You can't come here and be cashless. You can't come here and not have anything doing. Is that you're working or you're studying? There is nowhere in between. So if they know that you are not working and you're not studying, they will ask you, what are you doing? And how are you contributing to this country? If you're not contributing, it's better you go back to your motherland. So for that reason, make your research and come here with a sub substantial you know, um, capital to start with. Then number two, um, have a purpose. Have a purpose before going abroad. Don't just let the idea of going to Obodo Yimbo, going to going abroad blind you. Don't let it blind you because when you come here, you will see pepper. The first months may be sweet, everything may be, everything might be good. People will welcome you well, but at the end of the day, let one month pass, you see, you start seeing pepper little by little. So come here with a purpose. Know what you are in for. If you are if you are an adult already, you can't come here uh, because your uncle is here. Is it your uncle that will tell you what to do here? Is it your uncle that will feed you for the rest of your life? No. So come here with a, a master plan, a big plan, but not only one plan. Come here with a plan B too, because if plan A doesn't work, at least you have plan B to fall back on, right? So that. Um, what else can I say? No matter what, still have attachments with your motherland. Don't just cut the bridges. Don't just break them all. I'm not going back. I'm not turning back. There are people I know who have left Europe to return to Nigeria and start their business. And I'm talking about people that were born in abroad. They purposely left, like they are done with the European life. They are done with the white man's life and they are going back to their motherland to start from zero. So doing it the other way around also is possible, is possible because as we are planning to, as people are planning to leave Nigeria to come here, people are leaving this place and coming going back to Nigeria because in Africa, there are opportunities. Africa is a, is a continent yet to be discovered. Africa is gold. Africa has a lot of resources that the white people are yearning for. The white people are, they have started trooping in, you know, so that they can start using our resources. And if we don't open our eyes, they will just, that's where we'll sit and they'll come and take everything from us. So, um, Basically that, and uh, be responsible, know what you are here for. It's just like you are going on a, on a journey or you are going to boarding school and you know your parents will tell you, you know, all those kind of 
um, advice. So apply it yeah. to your life once you are here and always remember where you're coming from and know that I've, I always, I, I, I have a place to return to, you know, I have a country to return to. Few people, few, uh, let's say migrants that come here get, even when they die, they don't bury them here. They will still take their corpse back to Africa and they will bury them in their motherland. So Africa is where we will eventually still return to. So we just come here to take the opportunities, uh, make good use of them for the betterment of our lives and also for the betterment of our country. We should actually take these resources that we get here and take them back to our country. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very Thank you 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 that's one no say make with a bonaria oh motherland yo chine do somebody borrow you we go make you che travel go chicago remember nam the selling car so you go go america all these people when they raise you still they stay for face me i face you promise say you no go fashy them every other month you go they tashy them Hillary, where you been promised to marry? Still they wait, oh boy, she don't tarry. When she see you now inside ovation, you marry only both from another nation. Use Mago Mago Keto. Now your only boy wife don't know. Next thing you know, she don't go report you. Waiting, you know, they don't report you. I wish, say, I feel rich you.